0: Hey 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 welcome to your weekly bonus corner Shbady it is moi Kieran and I'm joined by vu
1: should
0: <laughs> <And toi? laughs> <laughs> I Julia? Antoine. you mean me? It, hey, it's, it's I
1: nice. love that you you use the polite uh, yeah,
2: sure. yeah. for me. He knows to be too. Because I'm to a lady. Respect me. <laughs> yeah. No, for you
1: it you was got, toi.
3: Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh,
1: but it uh, that was also like yeah. yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. He's not
3: respectful friends. He's just an outcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know he's yeah. making
1: up his own. <laughs> I love that. I take it. <laughs>
0: I don't know how it works. I used to be so good at French, and then uh, I never used it and it's been oh it's been, a it's been 15 <laughs> years <laughs> since i was good at french so. i mean you're not missing on yeah. you're
3: not missing out on much like seeing the state of the election and all this like no yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was actually my first, uh, um, my first day as a 13 year old was like starting French class was like, yo, new language to be racist in just drop. <laughs> 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 Let's give this a go. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So with us today, we have a, a um, Europe subcommittee of the DSA International Committee member Flo. Say hello, Flo.
3: Hi, y'all. I'm Flo. Yeah.
0: That was very American
1: of you. <laughs> Flo
0: can speak French. We have it on good authority. Don't let the accent confuse you. Um, and today, this is our official pre-very-long-election episode, because there's two elections. Then we'll probably talk about what happened afterwards. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: yeah. Which election? We got so many elections coming up. I'm losing yeah. count. Oh you mean God. the one that matters? The one that they might like.
0: That's right. The Slovenian General Assembly election. <laughs> <Yes>. That's also <laughs> being held on the 24th of April. Yeah. That's
1: the only important election.
0: <laughs> that was going to be the bit if we did the live show. It was just going to be like, Welcome to the election show. And I just have a big picture of Janis Jan
1: show. <laughs> Who's going to win?
0: Who's going to win? It's yeah. going to be Jan. It's the
1: same like uh, Hungary, Serbia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or just like, yeah, like the, the fans, the <laughs> controversial move. The mayor of Nice has uh endorsed Yansha. <laughs> uh,
2: right? But right. controversial move, Yansha reposted corner spati picture of the German <laughs> election, yeah. which, which did happen. That
1: happened, <laughs> damn,
0: so I close know. to Coming him. Up. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we
1: have the cloud now,
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of like right-wing slovenian
2: as i always be saying on this show in reality i'm five four
0: stand up my money now i'm, I'm six, six. six. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the french elections because there's a lot of things to get to i've been i've been deep into french stuff mostly just today uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty great uh, you S- saved like, yourself people-
3: from a like yeah. year and a half of like uh chaos
0: Yeah, because you guys have, like, you're getting the, like, long American style election stuff now over there. Like, yeah, yeah. People um, don't know this, but I am the lone Francophile on this show.
2: I don't, I don't show it very that often. Is but. The reason we
0: haven't talked too much about France is actually we love it and think everything they're <laughs> doing is great. No yeah. criticism, change nothing. That's why I'm not allowed on the French episodes because
2: I just, I just become too like. It's like too a, he's excited. He's just like
1: he's always singing the Marseilles and yeah, <laughs> I think
2: Macron's cool. I, I don't know anything about politics. He's just French. And he's the president. Instead so of
1: Marchand, I, he sings Macron. <laughs> Macron.
0: Yeah, so your number one uh, degaulist podcast, uh, Cornersbyty, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the um, yeah, so I guess we can we can start with a bit. You you got this great little bit on a, a historical recap of how the fuck did we get here, Flo? How did this all happen? What's going on? Why France do this? Um, <laughs> and you started in the great place that I always love to start when talking about France, uh, Nicolas Sarkozy,
1: our favorite president of all time.
3: All right. Gaddafi's best friend. So, uh, first, thanks, thanks, y'all, just for having me on. I guess, like, uh, I've wrong. been following Corner Spady for, uh, you know, about since, I don't know, the start of pandemic, you know, um, got into uh, y'all's podcast and uh, I'm a patron. And I, I love y'all's content. You know, it's really great to Dang. have Anglophone content, you know, in, um, in Europe, talking about like really niche details. And so, basically, um, in the French context, what we've been going through has been uh, just perpetual uh conservative governments since the installation of the fifth republic. So after World War Two, we had uh this really like centralizing uh constitution that put in place a lot of power in the hands of the president, right? So uh Charles de Gaulle and the Gaulie the the um Mm. you know people who supported the um, uh, military liberation of France from the Nazis uh after World War Two, we basically centralized a lot of power into their hands. And uh, at that point, you know, we've had just so much uh, concentration of, of force into the into the president. So Nicolas Sarkozy really, um, you know, seized on this uh, in 2007 when he got elected on the slogan of we, we need to work more to earn more. Uh, so he instituted a lot of pro-austerity <laughs> policies. Right. This was uh, only right before the 2008 financial crash. And as soon as that happened, it proved that, like, wealth inequality and financial bubbles will just, like, hit everyone no matter, like, you know, how hard you work. So through no fault mm-hmm. of their own, workers, like, have been struggling since 2008, right? Basically, um, in this context, it was the perfect, you know, cauldron for creating a stew of, like, left-wing activism. So in 2009, a candidate named Jean-Luc Mélenchon and a bunch of left-wing activists leave the Socialist Party to create a party of the Left which is called le parti de gauche, party of the left. And so basically, mm-hmm. uh, it stands for eco-socialism, a new reinvigorated form of, um, you know, left-wing ideology that corresponds to the 21st century. There's also, uh, the creation of the Nouveau Parti Anticapitaliste, NPA, uh, mm-hmm. new anti-capitalist party. They basically are a little bit more, you know, far left and they also, you know, combine different, uh, you know, tendencies of Trotskyism within their, within their organization. And at their height, they were like 20,000 strong. Uh, the Parti de Gauche uh, was also very strong. It had like tens of thousands of members. But basically, you have this opening to the left after the 2008 financial crash. So right. 2012, Socialist Party uh, president François Hollande gets elected. He says, finance is my enemy. So you also
1: that, that so, worked well. Yeah.
3: End of episode everything was great. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be disproved by his own uh, you know his own um, his own policies like in the coming years. But in the twenty twelve election, you also have a pretty good score for the left. They get around twelve percent. So I think Francois Hollande was around like twenty percent. Mélenchon, you know, party of the left in in, com- in combination with the Communist Party as an alliance. They, uh, yeah. they form the Front de Gauche, they get 12%, right? So not too bad. But eventually, uh, Mélenchon and the Fond de Gauche, they call on voters to elect Hollande in a runoff against Sarkozy. So, you know, it was kind of necessary at this time uh, because, like, you know, we really believed that the Socialist Party, you know, they were at least, you know, they hadn't been in power since the 80s. And, uh, you know, there was a good, like, chance that they could actually implement some, you know, anti-austerity, part, you know, Policies against, uh, you know, the the broader tendency that was happening in Western Europe. So we really believed at that point in time that it was right to vote for François Hollande. But now, mm-hmm. you know, like even right after, he immediately started to betray his campaign promises. So there was like the Roi Kumli that uh, disrupted the thirty-five hour work week. So already, you know, like French people, we love to mm-hmm. we love to hate on work. We love to just like be lazy and you know have only thirty-five hours. But honestly. <laughs> It makes more sense to have a 35 hour week, work week because then you can employ more people and then you can like uh, spread, you know, labor and tasks uh, to everyone so that you can have like near full employment. But um, Le loi Comrie was proposed by the Hollande government. It eroded a lot of French labor laws. And so you had a lot of people out in the streets in 2014 uh, saying like, why did Hollande just immediately betray his promises? Like he's just uh, mm-hmm. being against the cause of labor. Uh, you know, which is not typical of a socialist. But there's other things that, you know, also pissed a lot of people off and uh, that prove that, you know, France is going into a more illiberal, uh, you know, state of affairs right now. So basically, uh, with operations Serval and Barkhane, you know, it led France into a almost decade-long intervention of Mali that uh, has never, you know, okay, so it's recently ended because Macron just took out troops right, you know, Couple months before this election, Mm -hmm. but basically we've been in Mali since rolled in baby Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw
1: people. I saw people from Mali like wearing um, uh, wearing the Wagner Group shirts. (laughs) They really hate France. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. So it's like we're so bad that even like Russian mercenaries are better than like friendships yeah, yeah. a very particular uh, type
0: particular
1: <laughs> <laughs> mercenaries like the Nazis with uh,
0: ss epaulets tattooed yes. to his i don't own know what you're <laughs> talking about russia's denazifying
3: <laughs> yeah no i mean it's uh it's it's crazy like we just stayed there for nine years nothing happened but all of this started not <laughs> not be, not because of macron but actually because Hollande, yeah. uh you know started the intervention uh around mm. like, 2013 2014 so you have um you know, like militarization of uh, of French uh, society. And you also have like this permanent state of emergency established in like 2015 after the terrorist attacks. So of course, yeah. you know, like these terrorist attacks are horrendous. We had multiple attacks in 2015, but after that, you know, they, they use this as an excuse to just like uh, over police, like pr- Paris and like touristic areas and everywhere you could see police, you know, at this to- at this time, I remember a lot of friends saying like, you know, they were really scared because of uh, the ambiance that was created, the atmosphere that was just created with like, mm. you know, having police just constantly at every corner, you know, and um, with the
1: solid rifles. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, you just like <laughs> see tourists and then right next to them, you know, like taking photos and then you know, out of the blue, you just see like a bunch of, you know, buff guys with like assault rifles marching down the streets, you know, like, it just (laughs) makes you think like, what, what is when is this going to end? You know, when are we going to feel like normal again? So um,
0: yeah, we could we could do the like March Madness table of Europe's most terrifying police. But I think France probably has in the bag, maybe Spain's national police, (laughs) just like, pretending for like a couple of days that the reign of Franco never ended and just going ham (laughs) on some Catalonians. But like, the French priests are fucking terrifying.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's it's basically like this um I don't know, slow descent in towards, you know, chaos and uh paranoia and all this and like on top of this, just neoliberal backstabbing, you know, from what um what was proposed in the Socialist Party and like Hurlande's platform in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, Hollande actually took his finance and economy minister uh to be, like, Emmanuel Macron. So it's it's crazy how, you know, Emmanuel <laughs> Macron, as neoliberal as he is, you know, former investment banker from Rothschild, like, mm. that is the kind of guy that Hollande wanted to be his, like, finance minister. And he said, Something like, finance is there. my <laughs> enemy. It's, it's, like, you know, black and white. It just doesn't... It just
1: Well, you got to keep your enemies close, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah,
0: by By complete happenstance, and this is probably where my brain is at, because the only thing that I watched today was just, like... Some French YouTube political channels, and then like an educational video about parasites. And I'm just the only thing that I can think of now is those wasps that lay their eggs inside of caterpillars to just like destroy the caterpillar from the inside and <laughs> grow. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's Macron. Macron. That's Macron. In there, like, Hollande's yeah. government. He
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. destroyed it and then took power. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it was just, like, it is just
0: amazing. Like, I guess we can get into the 2017 election now of just like halan or not, Hollande Macron kind of like rises to power off the basis of a lot of people saying, "Well, I can't vote for the socialists because of all these economic things they did, so I guess I'm going to vote for the <laughs> former economic <laughs> minister of that government." You're like, "Oh, this is uh. sounds <laughs> like
3: another uh another good story we you know from uh, Germany 2021, right?" Oh, yeah. oh definitely,
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I There's mean, uh,
3: yeah, it's crazy how uh, I don't know, SDP like okay, anyways. There's a lot of similarities <laughs> okay. we can draw to, uh, to what's happening with, uh, yeah, the traffic light coalition and like, uh, yeah, this yeah, neither left sure. nor Don't right kind of that. vibe. <laughs> cool. mm-hmm. All right. Maybe so yeah, um, weed, yes. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So you have like, you know, this security state put in place, you have neoliberal backstabbing and like, um, you know, this, uh, all these policies that are bad from the Oland government, he leaves office with only 4% approval, which honestly, like, if, if you think about, like, the margin of error, it could be, like, near zero. zero. <laughs> so, yeah, and currently, currently, the Socialist Party candidate, this time around 2022, she only has, like, 2%. So... Uh, yeah, we I can know. see they just
1: they <laughs> yeah, just someone's do- yeah, Hidago, so Hidago, yeah is doing worse than Michael uh, than it's so, so, it's so <laughs> it's I, just, I literally
0: just I just had to post the polls today from the show account yeah. with the um Elizabeth Warren she's electable <laughs> that's right <laughs> <If> <laughs> yeah. elections work
3: baby <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no I mean they're, they're gonna if okay they okay ahead they, of they're doing like another François or uh Benoit Amon to us like they just uh stay in mm-hmm. regardless of their score. Anyways, basically, um, Hollande, lose, um, he left office with only 4% approval. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the 2017 election. So at the beginning, this guy called François Fillon, traditional conservative of the Republican Party, he was seen as the original frontrunner, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He comes from the right wing of Les Républicains, but he then got hit by a scandal called uh, Penelope Gate, because yes. uh he's, he's
1: very <laughs> I love in look,
3: she uh she got a bunch of uh, public money that he just like gave her uh, you know even though it's not meant so basically I mean,
1: you gotta treat her right yeah
3: ladies, <laughs> if your man's running in french politics yeah don't date him you're going to become a headline
0: <laughs> you're gonna be a gate
3: <laughs> you're going to be a gate <laughs> all right so they um yeah they got hit by the scandal he loses mm-hmm. popularity. Uh, all that goes to all the like center right, you know, kind of people who are in Le Libre They now look uh, positively on this young guy, you know, up and coming uh, political entrepreneur, never been elected. You know, basically saying I'm neither left nor right. You know, he uh, he. Um, <laughs> Classic. He takes, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he basically um, is right wing, but he takes a lot mm-hmm. from you know the uh, so-called progressive side of the socialist party, right? um Mm -hmm. he uh becomes a darling of the media so in france 11 billionaires control like 81 percent of daily newspapers 95 percent of uh weekly publications and then like 47 percent of radio stations so basically you can say like the billionaire class owns most of the media in france so uh you know whenever people say Mm -hmm. rt is the only thing in russia or like (laughs) You know, it's CNN. Yeah, is not true. That's also the Dean.
2: there's Footnik.
3: it gets far worse.
0: The RT is like the moderate one compared to the Yeah, yeah, but no. yeah, like that, like that concentrated media control is still just like, yeah, cause it, it, it's. I feel like it's a similar story in a lot of other markets. Like, uh, I think Australia is quite the same. Of just mm. like, yeah, there's Zutup? twelve different TV channels. They're owned by the same like two guys, but like. Yeah
3: that's yeah. exactly it. I mean, like Murdoch Media happens in, mm-hmm. you know, U.S., Australia, all this, you know, like all the anglophone UK. places. And yeah, then like yeah. in France, we have our own version of this. So you have uh, C CNews and uh, Canal Plus owned by a guy named Bolloré, extreme, mm-hmm. ultra conservative. Okay. He's now supporting Zemmour. And like they basically gave oh. Zemmour like hours and hours a week uh, to just be like an editorial journalist and, you know, have mm-hmm. no one criticize him. And he just mm-hmm. had like a, a whole monopoly of like a, a whole channel, right, for hours and hours a week. And basically all this, um, you know, we saw it in 2017 and now we're seeing it again in 2022. But yeah. to go back to 2017, uh, you have Mac Hull, darling of the media, only presents his program, political program, two months before the election. So he rides okay. on vague promises <laughs> of like, I'm neither left nor right. This is really strategic because, like, the Socialist Party is discredited, but also the Republicans because, you know, uh, Penelope Gate and, uh, Mm. and François Fillon, you know, hit by scandals. So he capitalizes on all that. Interesting anecdote. Macron did his master's thesis on Hegel and Machiavelli. So you can see, like, the dialectic, <laughs> you know, neither was nor right. That's the dialectic with Hegel. And then with Machiavelli, you have, how, like, how, you know, scheming yeah. and shit. So that's
2: perfect
1: centrist yeah. philosophy. My yeah. scheme
0: scheming. fucking dialectical, homie. Yeah, don't ask. Oh
4: my God. The
0: slave master dialectic, but I think being the master is good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, of like I hate learning about him
2: because he's <laughs> such a nerd. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
2: just the sense of like the thing that just like drove me insane was that photo of him of of him stealing valor in the, hoodie. In, the sweater, in, the hoodie. in the hoodie. But if you saw the full body, like you could see his shoes in some of the pictures. He's wearing dress shoes in it. Yeah. Like yeah. the oh man can't be
4: normal. Wear sneakers. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't.
3: Such a nerd that he fell in love with his teacher at 14. I was about years. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that yes. is so scary, He's
1: bro. His He's a teacher's pet. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like
3: if you knew
0: that type, type of kid in school. He probably at, went in the suit. Oh yeah, no, the this is a, he's a roller backpack kind of kid, I'm sure. Uh, but like, or briefcase of school kind of kid. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, but like, if you knew that kid in school and they got with the teacher, you're like, you know what? Good for you, man. Good for you. Then you try to become president. It's like, no, stop. <laughs> it's, yeah, freak. Yeah. Like, I'm glad like, you get away with your like low key pedophilia shit, where you're the victim or whatever. But like, don't become president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. Um, I mean, his uh,
3: his like current wife, like she left her husband. For him, at like when he was fifteen, holy shit! cute guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, look, it was
0: a different time. Everyone was watching Cougarville on TV. <laughs> oh my god! It was the only country where
3: that show was successful. <laughs> <France>. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyways, to continue, um, basically, uh, there were a couple. There were a couple. Uh, there were a couple of other alternatives um, in 2017. Yeah. So, the Socialist Party they held their own primary. Uh, I think they had like a million people participate in it, but they get like this guy called Benoît Hamon. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the most left wing of the of the guys in the primary. And he was very uncharismatic, very pro-EU, uh, pro-UBI, but he couldn't really explain his uh, proposition for UBI. But basically he ended up gaining only 6%. And he spent like five times more than Menonchon per vote on campaigning. So Mélenchon had like a very, uh, you know, cost efficient campaign. Uh, I think... You know, they got like 7 million votes, uh, only spent like about 1 euro, 30 cents per vote. And then Bruno Amon spent like almost 7 euro per vote and got like a way worse score. Uh, so he, Bruno Amon even got the endorsement of the Green Party, which is like an up and coming party at the time. So, um, but he spent like a lot of, he even got more hours of speaking time on national TV. But uh, this really bad score just was the death of the Socialist Party. So they got 6%, Minochon, 19.5%. Uh, and it's actually really interesting to to remember on um, you know back in the 2017 like election even anglophone media was saying like oh it's just macron le pen since the you know mm-hmm. first round it's not even like the second round and people are saying oh well it's only the far right versus you know this new neoliberal centrist that's like really mm-hmm. cool and hip really and the cool guy he speaks to the young people <laughs> and like le pen is just it's like old people. reactionary you know they want to represent uh, de-industrialized France <laughs> and all this. Like, sorry, backwards. You know, you like, say Macron trance.
0: speaks to young. Sorry, you say something like Macron speaks to young people, and all I can think of is because his wife let him speak at class one day. Like, a, <laughs> bring your husband to work. <laughs> God.
4: Uh,
0: well, go on, sorry. But I, I gotta
1: say, like Mélenchon is a great speaker, so uh, I mean, I get that he got so like so much approval. Yeah. Even though he didn't have the money to put it into his campaign. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He, this is also the election where he was doing that like experimental shit with the the holograms and stuff like that, as
3: trying to reach more people
0: yeah that's and he true. did it
3: again i mean we'll get back in we'll get into it but yeah. um just yesterday like he did a hologram meeting again in 12 cities which is so cool that's so cool like, 12 <laughs> you cities. know what's cooler
0: than, you know what's cooler than one hologram 11
3: holograms
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Star Wars. <laughs> i don't
3: know oh no, it was good it was like i watched i watched part of it it was like a good meet and you could see like all those rooms like all those yeah. uh amphitheaters were so full like yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. really strategic, anyways. Basically, uh, I love yeah,
2: I love I love Metal being just like projected like uh, 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 uh like Darth City. Yeah, yeah,
4: I was about to say it reminds me of Star It's like, damn, yeah. Senator speaking,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's all at the
3: Republic. <laughs> yeah. No, but to be honest, some of the aesthetics, I, I'll say, you know, even as a sympathetic, you know, as a military, as a you know, kind of like volunteer activist for this campaign, like, I feel like. Some of the aesthetics could be improved a little bit. It's kind of weird and cheesy at sometimes, but mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> at the end of the day, like when you have twelve meetings simultaneously in like a bunch of like mid sized cities, you know, all across France, it's actually really strategic. Yeah. So, this was yeah. a good move on his part. And um, anyways, with good campaigning, Mélenchon got nineteen point five percent, and it was actually like uh, pretty evenly split. I wouldn't say it was like Macron Le Pen since the beginning. Macron only got twenty four percent, Le Pen twenty one, Fillon twenty. Minuchin, you know, once again, good score, and then Amon, six mm. percent. Uh, so death of the Socialist Party was the outcome, uh, and then you know Macron wins round two with sixty-five percent against uh, Rupin. She did particularly bad in the debate. Um, all right, so but what has he done? What has Macron done from twenty seventeen to now? Uh, we still have like millions of people in poverty. COVID hit people particularly bad. 8 million people in France need food aid. Like, 300,000 people are still homeless, although Macron said he'd end homelessness by the end of his mandate. And <laughs> that's such... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I just want to ed- say,
0: I, I did not know about that until you put it in the notes. I'm like, that's such a wild thing for a centrist yeah. to promise. Like, I thought, like, the English-speaking world has it, like, down pat. Like, you, you don't you don't even pretend to people that that's a possibility like no no you can't you can't do it it's like a a horror that we have to live with there will always be homeless people you're like you're giving away the game macron you're not meant to say you can end it
3: i mean uh i think jacinda ardern from new zealand she also promised the same kind of thing but like you know obviously she's not keeping well i mean anyways like she's outflanked by the way we the one
2: true home the one true country that has eradicated homelessness in the world that's right the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been watching too much of the, the vibes that are our North Korean state TV. I yeah. highly recommend it for if you just want
0: to like zone out. I need a break from RT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly,
3: when you when you watch some of like uh, French public media, like it's getting mm. to that level. They just like. Give you know it's very strategic how they do it but they uh they basically serve as like propaganda for mac home right yeah uh, did
0: you did you see macron's like coming face what he was singing <laughs> wait,
3: what? <laughs> wait what? what i haven't seen this yet wait what is, this, this <laughs> I is it i want to see that i've been posting out. it you have to show uh, me.
0: yeah i'll show you after mm-hmm. i guess because it's it's a uh, but like they were just singing uh, um I want to say the national anthem. I yeah, could, they are. I, yeah, yeah, okay. They sing the national anthem, and he like he rolls his eyes back into <laughs> his head and closes <laughs> Man, them the best. while singing. Uh, what is it
1: called? Aigao!
0: <laughs> oh of, yeah, he did an gao uh, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he year. did. The, he did the face from Hentai. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, okay. I haven't seen this it's, yet, but I'm not sure. Do you yeah. want to?
0: Do you want Open a private browser. Yeah, post yes. your horniest macons. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, you were saying,
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, other than rolling his eyes back into his head and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> making weird faces, yep. my like basically has, uh, he basically makes up lies about unemployment saying it goes down, but actually like all the jobs that have been created under him, have, uh, like all of, most of them are just like, you know, uh, short term contracts or like, you know, Uber drivers or like mm. delivery boy, you know, all these, like things that precarious. don't really count. Yeah. But he's also like radiating people from the list uh, of unemployed, you know, benefits. So basically oh, do that too. he artificially <laughs> says that unemployment <laughs> goes down, but obviously it's because like, he just doesn't want people to be on unemployment benefits. And yeah. moreover, 13 people are unemployed for each uh, job there, there is. Right. So it's not like mm-hmm. you can cross the street and get a job. Like Macron says that, in you know, uh, whenever yeah, yeah. he's, uh, people talk about unemployment, but uh, he's, just-
0: he's 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 chastised people at like union protests for saying like, hey, you should get a suit, yeah, uh, and get a jo- and you'll get a real job. Oh which, my god. Uh, I had to post that when he was doing uh, the whole, like, I'm in a hoodie thing. I was like, you're not, you're not in a hoodie. <laughs> That's the first time he's ever worn a hoodie in his yeah. life, It yeah. was so crisp. We need to stop talking with the hoodie photo. <laughs>
3: yeah, so he has, like, all these terrible gaffes where he just, like, mm. uh, you know, says really tone-deaf stuff to just normal working-class people. But obviously he gets away with it because he's just handsome and he just, like you know, manages uh, his media presence really well, right? Uh, He often, you know, doesn't, he doesn't really, uh, you know, yell too loudly or whatever, you know, contrary to, like, I don't know, middle or whatever. But anyways, Mm -hmm. um, all of this is just, like, covered by this veneer of, uh, you know, acceptability and uh, liberal politeness and et cetera. But, Mm Deep down, like people are really suffering, especially in like overseas departments. Like, so, you have um, the territories like, yeah. and departments of Guadeloupe, mm. La Réunion, and Martinique, which are really mm. uh, plagued by environmental degradation and you know gold mining in Guadeloupe, for example, or you know in um, uh, in the French Guiana, you have like all these uh, different environmentally destructive uh, problems that have not been resolved. So like Clot de in Guadeloupe. Uh, you know, these toxic chemicals that were used in the banana fields that affects like 90% of people that are born there in that overseas territory. We just have like all these problems that have not been resolved, extremely high unemployment, nearing about 30% in some of the overseas Mm -hmm. territories. So Macron has done nothing for them, right? And um, despite all this inequality, Macron just suppresses uh, the wealth tax. He suppresses uh, all these taxes, he gives huge tax benefits to big corporations through a tax yeah. credit for creation of jobs that only created like 100,000 jobs, but it's like a hundred billion euros of public funds that you know that were uh, suppressed that we could have been using for like healthcare, for schools, and all this was really <laughs> necessary for COVID, but it just like it was just given to corporations you know, and it didn't trickle down because like no, like almost, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, basically like only a handful of jobs were created in comparison to the benefits that, you know, like all these corporations got. So there's other things that are really bad about, uh, even for like middle-class people, like, you know, climate policy has been at the forefront of like middle-class concerns in France for, uh, you know, for the last 10 years, I I would say. So, The Green Party Mm. is an up and coming, you know, party that gets like more, you know, higher scores in like upper class or middle class areas and, you know, uh, big metropolitan cities. So they've
0: got a couple of mayors, don't they? Like, uh, was it Grenoble or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Eric
3: Piol of Grenoble, who was uh, a candidate, you know, he um, he's actually more left wing on a lot of economic policies, but he uh, did not win the Green primary. But uh, you can see like. You know, this is because, like climate is actually a legit concern for a lot of like middle class people in France. And, um, you know, rightly so, because it affects everyone. But, um, you know, French people are willing to go to the left on climate issues. But Macron has been doing the exact opposite when it comes to climate and environmental policy. He's been condemned for climate inaction by the Council of State uh, two times because he hasn't respected his carbon budget. He also mm-hmm. failed to meet objectives in terms of, like, renewable energy development, and he lied about it. And his, uh, his uh, ec- ecology minister also lied about this, saying that, you know, we met, our, uh, we met our standards, we met our objectives, but, you know, no, it's not true. <laughs> um, he also, like, organized this whole climate convention and said that, you know, in 2019, like, he basically said, I'll take all of your propositions and apply them unconditionally. But he only took ten percent of the proposals at the end. Like he reduced all their proposals to forty percent originally, and then he only took ten without filter. Like another thirty percent in what he took was basically uh, taken with a bunch of amendments. So they just like watered down everything that the Citizens Climate Convention did. Um, They also cut like the Ministry of Ecological Transition by thirteen percent. So basically, we can go point by point on all this stuff. Like he supports the Common Agricultural Policy, which is really bad uh, because it puts a lot of benefits in the hands of big agribusiness and not in like, mm. you know, hands of small farmers. So, uh, another thing, you know, except pesticides and glyph- uh, glyphosate, which is, um, you know, roundup created by Monsanto. Uh, he mm. promised that he would like get rid of that, but everything that Macron has done, he has not kept his promises on. All right. So during Macron's mandate, um, there were a bunch of social movements that, you know, shook the country. um, Mm. Not all of them were good, to be honest. <laughs> not all of them were 100%, you know, left-wing. I would say, um, you know, it's a mixed bag, but let's go through some of them. Like, um, in 2018, you had the GDJ movement, so it was uh, yeah. to protest against, you know, rising fuel taxes. A lot of people know about this from, you know, social media. Yeah. and mm-hmm. some, uh, I-, I think that is set
0: to go down in price in the next couple of years. Definitely not a concern. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we... Uh, we basically had a lot of uh, people in oh, the countryside, you know, months. up in arms about um, about the rising gas prices. Um, mm. A lot of citizens' occupations took place, a lot of people marching in the streets uh, that eventually, you know, led to social, you know, left-wing political forces and far-right political forces to get uh, integrated into the Gilets jaunes mm-hmm. protests. Um, so we saw that, like, the Gilets they didn't really have, like, a strong, uh, centralized leadership. They didn't have, uh, like concrete demands. Eventually you had some people that, you know, got together to, to form some demands, like, uh, calling for democratic reforms, devolution Mm -hmm. of power to municipalities, Mm -hmm. uh, the power to revoke elected officials and to uh, propose, uh, citizens initiatives and stuff like this. So, um, all of that was part of like this spark, that could have been seized on by the left. I would say, um, I would say that we still haven't found a way to completely integrate uh, all the propositions of the, the Gileadion movement because it's like so wide-reaching. But yeah. um, La France Insoumise and you know some political forces on the left are trying to you know seize on that energy um, yeah. in this election to go against Macron. So uh, I mean,
0: it, so I just uh, before we move on from that because it, it is important. Like we've talked about the Gileadions on this podcast a couple mm-hmm. of times before and. Um it, I think it's worth mentioning That so many other countries Tried to like Copy the movement Oh yeah And all of them Turned out incredibly right wing Yeah 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 Like all the true. ones Outside <laughs> of France There was like No left wing element Like the Yellow Jackets In Ireland is still Like a weird Far right political force uh, Yeah I think Maybe Belgium Had like some Left wing junes, But yeah
3: Yeah. So to be honest, it is a mixed bag. And, you know, that proves mm -hmm, the point of why like the left needs to be organized, why we need to have like centralized and democratically organized leadership and um, et cetera. So uh, during the judicial movement, you had a lot of people that were thousands that were injured. Some were even Mm -hmm. killed by the police. So we have like an example of a woman in Marseille, uh, elderly woman in her apartment who was suffocated to death by fumes of tear gas launched by police officers Uh, as a protest took place in the streets below. So it's like stories like this are actually kind of common. And uh, it's really, you know, it's really sad uh, that it got to that point, but people are really up in arms and, you know, they have, uh, you know, uh, real legitimate vindications against like the police and uh, the state of affairs that McColl is instituting and the authoritarianism that he uh, is using to crack down on activists. So similarly, um, the climate activists uh, that you know uh, fought against Macron's uh, backstabbing and like you know going back on his objectives, like they also had a bunch of uh, protests and um, against Macron. And there were you know professional activists from like Greenpeace, etc., that were also spearheading different initiatives. But mm. um, there was a lot of criminalization of them as well, like people who were taking down his portrait in um, taking down Macron's portrait in. Uh, city halls across France they also got like repressed by the police and you know just for mm-hmm. like doing you know basic I would say basic like activism you know normal stuff is just being repressed yeah. by uh, liberal go- a so called liberal government so uh, to continue on I guess we have like other movements like rail strikes in the winter of 2020, uh, 2019 that was uh, a moment where the left could have seized upon you know like working class people taking uh, matters into their hands, right and um, especially transport strikes are really important because it really paralyzes other uh, sectors of the economy. So that was a movement that got cut by that cut, cut short uh, that was cut short by the 2020 um, you know coronavirus pandemic. so it was difficult to seize on that. Uh, but then you had like the anti-pass sanitaire movement. So in France, we had a, yes. a sanitary pass. You had to scan your pass to go to bars, et cetera. So uh, this actually didn't really work, to be honest, because you had like five waves of coronavirus in France. We're going through a sixth right now. So I'm um, counting here. Um, yeah, and We have like 100,000 <laughs> so people uh, that, were, um, that, were di- uh, that died due to coronavirus mm. in about mm. a year. So Macron, like... And his uh, vaccine rollout was really terrible. We actually invested a bunch in uh, the national pharmaceutical industry, Sanofi, and they just like during the pandemic they like fired a hundred like hundreds of people. Um, so it was terrible. We didn't pre- create our own vaccine, and we really had the means uh, to do so. And they actually just abandoned yeah. this uh,
0: national Farm- project. The 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 pharmaceutical industry in uh, in France is huge. I think it's the mm-hmm. I think the richest company in France is a is a is a a pharmaceutical company.
3: Yeah, I mean, so that, uh, yeah. Sanofi is like huge and as yeah. you said, um, we just, we definitely have the means to produce our own vaccine and not be dependent on the US uh, for Pfizer vaccines and we just didn't do that. You know, it was like, there were times when they proposed like, oh, you need to get your um, uh, dose de rappel, you need to get your uh, third dose and then like,
4: mm-hmm. you
3: had an influx of people going to reserve their third dose on the website, the government website. And then it just crashed, right? Uh, so they announced things and then they just don't follow up with it. And then, you know, they don't have the capacity to deal with uh, the COVID crisis. And this was like a really uh, big delegitimizing thing for Macron's government, I would say. Um, mm. Anyways, I mean, he he got rid of the mask mandates. So we don't have to have masks at work now uh, mm-hmm. since like uh, two, three weeks ago, basically. It's a non-issue at this moment in time. There's other issues that are more important. So in, uh, in the past year, like the far right has really dominated, uh, you know, political priorities in the media with things like immigration, security, uh, fighting against feminism, because like that's totally uh, necessary at this moment, but and anti identity politics, so even though like, you know, we're going through a pandemic, we're going through climate change. Yeah. You know, the biggest problem in France is actually feminism and ID politics. Totally,
1: totally. Women. Yeah. <laughs> <And> finally.
3: <laughs> a country for guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jesus it's, Christ it's Christ. just depressing. Um, you know, if you just like turn on any channel on TV, especially C News and BFM TV, you know, it's becoming more and more mm. like Fox News in the US. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's where we see the rise of Eric Zemmour, just like we saw the rise of Macron in 2017 with, you know, him being the darling of the media. Um, Zemmour is also similarly, you know, a guy which has, um, cur- I would say, you know, a curated kind of image that, you know, is only facilitated by uh, his monopoly of um, of media time and airtime. I, I yeah, would say yeah, like, because- yeah
0: i think it is the job of fucking leftist shit posters to remember all the terribly stupid things this man has done the the yep. the the banger hits of like i don't think journalists can understand my complex thoughts <laughs> um, i forgot I, about that i view yeah. myself as like a jupiter figure um that time <laughs> he like up. the time he uh, uh um insulted <laughs> that one kid for calling him manu yeah um for it was like at a parade for like 10 or so minutes just chastising like a teenager um for the pettiest shit um but yeah like that's a, and like all of this um like this whole strategy you're talking about especially with the climate change stuff of just like hey uh um i'm going to implement everything and then only does 10 percent. that's like the that's the kind of tactic that you can only really get away with if you're like a, a leader of a country that has the media firmly on your side mm-hmm. like nothing of what you do actually matters all that matters is what you say because that's the stuff that gets printed ad nauseum
3: yeah 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 and uh it's uh it's just all the more disappointing to see like people like Eric Zemo uh you know just being Mm -hmm. even more to the right of that right so um Mm -hmm. all right so basically you know we already know, as as the as the left, that you know the far right is just wrong on everything when it comes to immigration. Um, you know they blow everything out of proportion. You know even, I've heard
0: this new French social theory. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a uh, uh, I'm gonna just hear. There's as uh, the, the great replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's you crazy. It's,
3: it's crazy. Like people, oh, uh, uh, they just fantasize about uh about like the so-called great great replacement, and you know oh. of course. Yeah. Like it's not even true that even if we like get rid of all this like uh, civiliz- uh, civilizational symbolism with like I don't know Christian Europe being dominated by like Muslim uh, Middle yeah. East like even if you just consider it in terms of numbers like there were only like a hundred thousand asylum seekers that came into France in um, in like twenty fifteen twenty sixteen when like the so called wave of immigrants came right yeah. so it's not even a wave so basically. Uh, Even though thousands of, like, migrants are dying in the Mediterranean, like, these past 10 years, we see, like, the the far right is just seizing upon any opportunity to demonize Muslims, to demonize, you know, feminists as well, because, um, like, although sexual violence against women has increased... Uh, since 2018 oh, yeah. by like 20 almost 20 percent, you just like people are just seizing on any opportunity to denounce like the left-wing uh, identity politics that you know comes a little bit from uh like paris universities and saying like oh islamo-gauchism or islamo-leftism yeah. is like a problem in our universities that's they're that's brainwashing stupid. our kids etc and uh first of all that's not true actually the far right is brainwashing our kids because like you can <laughs> like literally um like, they have, you know, in in some universities, you have, like, open monarchists or, like, people who are just, like, basically crypto-fascists, like, saying, like, uh, we should restore the monarchy and they give conferences they give like whole you know they write whole see, books see the monarchists
1: are strong um,
3: yeah it's like a nerd we, country we, we
1: did this whole thing about like the monarchists when, when one of them slapped Macron, Macron yeah, yeah,
3: yeah so
1: like we talked about that
3: <laughs> yeah it literally like there's it's
1: a wild thing for, for like to be a monarchist at a place where like all oh, the right wing guys are so about like the republic like yeah. the whole thing is like the holy sh- like republic basically if,
0: you know I think like, the only like one thing that i can really say about france is yeah. france like does a lot of political ideas both good and <laughs> bad that you're just like that yeah, like you, they- you read about it on paper <laughs> and it's like that won't that won't work like the idea of like conflating like the kind of like post 9-11 Islam Islam scare mm. with the left. Like America tried to do that and it didn't really take off. But France is like, nah, fuck it, Islam is leftists. You, <laughs> you're, you're one, that baby over there, that's an Islam leftist. Whatever I don't like is Islam is leftist. Um, there's like... The, the, like we had that one headline article in Germany. I can't remember. It was a big publication where they said the term "Woko Haram." <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. It, baby, it, yes. yeah, that yeah. Bill, f- yeah, no, 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 it's the intellectual. Oh. Yeah, 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 the, the <laughs> smart people for smart that people. That was yeah. That's that's oh that's that's a smart reference because you have to know about Boko, Boko Haram yeah. to get the joke. Yeah, I yeah. got the joke. Yeah, no, uh, uh, my main man of
2: Poshart kept just posting uh, of that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's like it's like a term that like we all had fun with that. Because, like, that has just not become a term. Like, if you say that, people are like, It's a good term. It's a good term. But if you say it in a pub, people are like, What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? You need to to log (laughs) the fuck off. And I'm like, I do, yes. But, like, and then France is just like, Wilkist. And it's like, You're a major political figure. And you just talk about uh, uh, Wilkism destroying (laughs) the country. You're just like, Yeah, sure. Whatever. It just works here. No other politician could pull off the hologram thing. No, (laughs) No, <laughs> no, no <laughs> and you write that down I on think, paper, it's like that's not gonna like, like, work. I mean, and I think then that's cool, does
2: like for a different reason. No, though. he wouldn't, he would hate doing it though. Yeah, he, yeah, wants exactly. to, he
0: wants to do the individual Come on, rallies, exactly. Yes, yeah, he likes the attention. Um, don't shit on Mélenchon. Sure. <laughs> uh, don't shit on Trump. I'm like, I would never, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's a lot of ideas written down on paper that you would just think that that couldn't possibly work, and then here's the political atmosphere of France, and you're like, "All right, sure, I guess it's working here to some extent." Oh God! All right. Yeah. Um. I think at this point, uh, we can move on to the candidates. Yeah.
2: And, uh,
0: All right. So. come in with the chair <laughs> That's a different song. I'm sorry.
3: It is. Nick, you're going to have to do this 12 times because there's like 12 candidates. (laughs) Yes,
0: please. The soundboard setup. Yeah, I can
2: just do different ones. What is it like? The ESPN, Baseball on Sunday. Don't don't waste them all. You already did did one.
0: We need, we need, we're going to introduce a candidate and we need a song. All right. So, first candidate on the list before Flo actually tells us what this guy's about. Zemur of Reconquest Party. Oh, um.
2: Yo. Yo, I'm racist. Yo. I don't know.
3: So, yeah, all right. Zemur is, uh, I think it means like olive in Arabic, actually. Uh, this guy is uh, actually an Algerian Jew. So, mm-hmm. apparently, he made a. Uh, a new nazi party in france uh, called reconquets uh, named after the <laughs> reconquest of spain yeah. by uh, christians yeah. uh in 1400s oh, so mm. yeah once again <laughs> playing on uh the the civilizational battle of you know fighting against uh like the great replacement etc so uh his party mm. is about um random bullshit uh, like hating immigrants <laughs> and Muslims for no reason. Although like, you know, the major crises of climate change, uh, I don't know, uh, I mean, I, I, unemployment, oh, Sorry, my yeah.
0: My favorite bullshit is a more Concern. Uh, we talked about this last time. We talked about France. Complaining that in French schools, they don't learn the subjunctive anymore. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: God damn it. Literally in, it. Yeah,
3: literally in his program, it says, I want uh school to be about reading writing and counting it's and it's like, it's
4: like, like really <laughs> way. no way yeah, I, what? I don't wanna
3: hire teachers i don't want to like uh i don't know reduce the the working hours you know so reading, just, writing, he, and ca- yeah, it's like- reading, writing, and counting. Just like
0: him going on a polemic uh, about those those things that you pull on to tell you that the cow goes moo. Like <laughs> this is destroying France. I yeah. mean,
1: moo. Yeah, he's re- really big into like rural France. He he yeah. loves rural France. He does all of this. Like, I want every church tower of your little village to be a beacon for the reconquests and shit like that. Like, I I had to fucking read one of his Naming- spe- uh, like translate one of his speeches. <laughs> Naming- (laughs) it was wild it was wild naming your political (laughs)
0: party after like the closest thing to the holocaust that happened in the 1400s just like (laughs) spain killing every last muslim and jew in the fucking country uh Uh, yeah great stuff
3: some more So he's doing poorly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, definitely uh, since the past, uh, like, three weeks, he's just been going down with Valérie Fécresse aussi. What
1: happened to Royal France?
3: Yeah, yeah. we'll get to (laughs) Where's the
0: beacon that shouts... (laughs) His
3: name is LaSalle.
0: Yeah, no, but to be
3: honest, to be honest, actually, Zemmour, uh, he tries to pivot as, um, he tries to, like, be a a syncretic candidate that synthesizes, Mm. like, the... You know the bourgeois upper class of you know like rich places yeah. and you know big metropolitan cities, and the working mm-hmm. class far right in uh, the countryside. Yeah. So it's like really yeah. <laughs> playing on both, and that's actually where he diverges from Lupin, who is, um, uh, Just I guess, the so-called like the better right-wing candidate, if if that's possible, <laughs> but like more <laughs> successful. Yeah. Use
0: that term.
1: Yeah, but I but, mean yeah, more focus on the working class yeah like, uh, <laughs> say it like that yeah not not yeah. trying to be the bourgeois
0: but like that that kind yeah, of like syncretic french. shit is like genuinely more dangerous if it works like the the mm. the i think the last the the lesson yeah. of the last like maybe 10 years is that like populism as we as we understand it of just like the real french people versus this like elite that we're not going to really define yeah. which is what if i understand correctly is kind of like Uh, national rally and Le Pen's kind of strategy Mm. is does hit a wall and it does seem like from the analysis I've read so far, it seems like some strategy is basically not really like he didn't really think he was going to win this, but he's planning to be there to pick up the pieces when Le Pen inevitably like loses again. He's like,
3: yeah. Yeah. He said that he would support her if she gets to the second round um and like this it's definitely true that you know they're all in the same like basically side together uh sure. i would say yeah i mean y'all had uh, cole stangler who was on um like a couple of weeks ago right but um yeah i mean he said that you know the image is um the image always pales in comparison to the original right so zimu actually draws more support from the far right i would say organically because uh, he's just willing to like say the most deranged uh, bullshit you know? Yeah. Um, because he can. <laughs> yeah. Because he has nothing to lose. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, that's part of like being, you know, not a professional politician. Cause like he was, um, he was a editorial journalist basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never did, never did investigative reporting, but he was always just like on TV uh, talking about whatever, you know, was passing in the headlines. So he made of his course. way into politics just by, you know, talking shit about people and talking shit yeah. about like what's going on in the news. Right. Um, so I would say, like you know, he just doesn't really have anything to lose. I think the best thing for him now that he's lo- um, losing in the polls is, you know, getting book deals. So maybe he's uh, thinking of being like a far right <laughs> intellectual terrifying. after this.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's always what you do. <laughs>
3: uh, anyways, like you know, we've had this in the past where like a guy named Charles Maurras uh, in the, I think like 1920s they they tried to find a, a way to to bring the monarchists and the far right republicans together. To, wow. you know, like get those uh, rich bourgeois people from like the big cities and the countryside, you know, together. So it's like, it's something to keep in, in mind, like, d- no matter the result of the election, we should keep in mind, you know, the rise of the far right in France is going to pass be t- through like something like Zemmour, something like syncretism. So um continuing on you got le pen from uh le Rassemblement national yep. Uh, yep. National rally basically she's improving her image uh since 2017
1: Front national. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
3: yeah. that's why they
1: changed the name
3: exactly. that was actually part of it you know just like yeah, uh yeah. so, like, formerly
0: <laughs> known as blackwater group known <laughs> as <Academia. Yeah. laughs> i love that name change yeah yeah so I mean, if you call it National Front,
1: like I mean, that's kind of. (laughs) I I cannot
0: stress enough. Maybe it's different in France, but the National Front branding has not, like, successfully been dislodged (laughs) in the other countries. Like everyone just still says National Front, Mm. mainly because this word is too hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Rassemblement. (laughs) No, no one can do that.
3: Yeah, but basically, they've been uh, doing that to improve their image. Uh, They are less anti-EU than last time around. Uh, they, um, also, you know, they're trying to, uh, I guess pivot to, uh, working class people more and, um, mm-hmm. but not as much this time. I would say, uh, they, they find themselves in a weird position cause they're like outflanked to the right by Zemo. And, uh, there's mm-hmm. also, okay. Continuing on there's, um, so Le Pen is like second in the polls right now, around 20% to 25% uh but there's another far there's a couple of other like far right candidates that we can maybe talk about uh Nicolas Dupont-Aignan of uh, Debout mm-hmm. la France Up with France he's uh, a representative of like more Tucker Carlson kind of national conservatism oh. <laughs> so uh he's not really like worth uh you know i don't know speculating about he's probably going to make like less than 4% but he uh Last He probably talked
2: about the real issues, like how the feminization of France means that you can't eat a ham sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're all... Which is apparently a real issue, I found out. (laughs) Yes. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That, like, uh, a ham baguette is, like, some, like, national treasure of, like, cultural signifiers of the right. Yeah. (laughs) In France. In France. Oh, okay.
3: I'm not lying yeah yeah hamburger. i was watching a, um, a conference one time and basically uh like a, a student a at a business school was like uh asking a political candidate like what do you think about like not being able to get a ham sandwich at a, brunch, at a bakery like yeah. this is a big yeah. issue in my mind like you have to respond to this question this is like anxiety like this is giving me anxiety like our, really, our future I'm... is like lost
2: yeah, I know you nothing
3: about not French.
0: Hap- yeah, I know nothing about French politics, but this <laughs> about the ham sandwich. I'm gonna leave the rest of the episode. The, the look <laughs> at ham baguette, Like it's so fucking oh funny. As it's like, there's just an entire contingency of French, like the real French people, be like, no, French food can also be shit. <laughs> like put ham in the baguette. That sounds dumb. Shit, that sounds amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> or oh, we're getting ham baguettes After this, <laughs> I'm uh, full. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So this is, this is great. You so, say Tucker Carlson. I I'm just imagining a French yeah. man with the like confused puppy dog face that Tucker Carlson <laughs> makes when he's listening intently. Um, so, okay. Yeah. The other, the other uh, uh, candidates on the right who, uh, they're not particularly polling too well, but you know, they're, they're so, they got their signatures. They're on the ballot. Uh, uh, Florian Philippot Oh,
3: that's he actually, how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah, he did not. Yeah, Florian Philippot of uh, Les Patriotes. He uh, did not get his. Um, oh, he didn't get a signature. Signatures. So he actually dropped it. He only got one. But basically, he's. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was.
3: For he, anyone who knows, for five hundred is the. Kind of <laughs> the does he Four hundred ninety-nine
2: to go, baby.
1: Like, does he have any friends that believe in him? none of were, none, of
2: the, none of them were elected <laughs> the, yeah they needed I good. mean I know I know yeah. but so he was the one who was like the big like the big uh, uh, uh anti-lockdown guy right yeah he was like leading the protests uh, yeah he
3: appeared at every single like, every single one he rally. would speak
2: Yeah, and I'm like,
3: who's this guy? Like, he looks important. and Then you look him up, he's like, he's not that important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he
1: wasn't on the... But
3: uh, in a way, so he was like the number two guy uh, in Le Pen's party before he dropped out and created his own. Uh, But... Mm. um, And then the guy dupont mentioned before he was like supposedly uh gonna be Marine Le Pen's top pick for uh, for uh, prime minister but anyways these guys don't really matter too much I would say uh they just represent you know like this um this pool of com- uh, of competition that Zemmour and Le Pen have on the far right so I would just say like uh in France we have a lot of options so anything is possible. Um, yeah, and I- Going further, uh, to sorry. the Poisson. left, you have, uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're giggling because one of the candidates that we're not going to talk about because he's not important is called Freddie Fish. Freddie Fish. Um,
1: yes. Frederick Poisson. Frederick
0: Poisson, who I will be calling Freddie Fish. Good There's Catholic also Bush. someone
2: named, named, named Philip Kisses.
0: We'll, we'll get... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't- well, who's Philippe yeah. really He's not running what? for president, but... Uh, what? Is he's, a, he's a political activist,
2: yeah. Okay. We, we can't
0: get distracted by um, top-tier names. Yeah. <laughs> we, have to- we have to talk about uh, the actual top-tier candidates. Okay. Uh, um, so, yes, yeah, so I think... Next- he's good, by
2: the way. Like, he's a lefty. He had a very small party, but yeah. Yeah, fair.
0: <laughs> so uh, um, next we have... Uh, what was meant to be, like... When we when we last talked about France, this was someone who was like, actually, everyone thought was probably going to make it into the second round. A lot of people were putting the money on that. Now she's not done well. Valerie Piqurez of uh, Les
3: Républicains. Yeah, so um, she won a uh, primary in the Republican Party with uh, significantly less votes than last time, like two, I think like something like two million people. Voted mm-hmm. in 2017 in the Republican primary, now is only about a hundred thousand, and uh, they got a lot less uh, te- um, people watching, uh, you know, televised debates. But anyways, the uh, Republican is just going downhill. I would say this election we could probably predict would be like the death of the Republican Party. I mean, maybe that's <laughs> ambitious to say, but. Valérie Pécresse has no charisma, (laughs) no charisma.
2: Recycling, recycling Atlantic op-eds from 2015.
3: Yeah. But like she is eaten by both sides on the right and the the so-called like center right as well. Because like uh, Emmanuel Macron is just taking her propositions, like for example, on uh, state pension funds, like. Um, mm. she's, she's just getting like owned by Macron from the center, right. And then, you know, from Zemmour-le-Pen to the far right. So she has yeah. no original propositions, says mm-hmm. her measures will be financed by austerity savings. Mm-hmm. And like, she's the most personally wealthy of all candidates, really out of touch with like all the, you know, rural, yeah. uh, candidates that, you know, she's,
0: a pr- she was, uh, she won the. Uh, Parisian election, right? That was her, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the regional elections uh, in Île-de-France, the Greater Metropolitan area. So yeah, yeah we we uh, are living under her right now, and austerity is definitely not good. <laughs> like even in her own region, <laughs> she sucks. has like, yeah, bus drivers going on strike, like periodically to, uh, you know, you know just like protest the austerity that she's mm. uh, imposing on the region. So mm. what's interesting is the future of the Republican Party in France because regardless of what happens in the election, like they did their primary, they got this guy, Alex Yotie, winning first place. And he is so far right that the only thing that he says differentiates the Republican Party from uh, the national rally is their ability to govern. So basically, he's mm. like, and he's saying, like, essentially, yeah, we are the far right. Just give us a couple of years, like we're just like the ones who are, you know, in place to govern. We we have the experience to just let us do the same thing as the far right. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. really disturbing. But
0: my 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 uh, uh I've been watching uh Valerie Pekraz's campaign a, a, a good bit because I thought like a, a lot of people a couple of months ago that she was probably going to make it into the second round mm. and this would be kind of some sort of revitalization rather than it kind of looks like what's happened to like the socialist party in 2017 might happen to Les republican now or maybe next election um it it, it seems like another like a handful of other fumbles is like I, I watched a rally she held i think one of the first ones mm-hmm. she held after like winning the uh les republican uh, um re- sorry, sorry, the leslie republics Repubs, the the lesbian section
3: of the Republican Party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be such good branding, if yeah. They were, yeah, for the uh, uh, the terrible LGBT uh, BT wing of uh, Labour Republican. Uh, um, but sorry, her first uh, rally after winning the primary, it was very like she she mentioned le grand remplacement. Uh, um, she like. like the entire campaign uh, entire like speech she held she was like constantly comparing herself to like other uh to the far right basically saying like here's why they're bad and here's how i'm not them without like putting any forward like any positive message about like what she would actually do Mm -hmm. just that she won't be them um and i think the other really embarrassing thing was a lot of like uh, um les republicans uh um like people from former cabinets, like especially under Sarkozy, like did not endorse her. Uh, I believe that a handful of people from those Republicans like started endorsing Le Pen. And yeah, yeah, that's it's not
1: a surprise. Actually, It's not a
0: surprise <laughs> in terms of like you look at these people's and their personal yeah. politics or whatever, but it's just mm-hmm. like there's no party discipline. Like that's that's more the surprise. But that's
1: like a general, like in French politics, quite the thing. It's becoming more of a thing. It's it's not like you have it in the US where everyone is like saying, okay, like never Trump, but uh, actually, yes, Trump. (laughs) 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 Like I mean, look at everyone founding their own party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's
0: like uh, one thing that seems to be happening, and like as kind of like what Flo has been saying as well. There's like there's these two conventional parties in france yeah uh, supposedly quote-unquote conventional parties and well, they're kind of just like collapsing both of them yeah the, yeah the, i
1: mean it's it's a thing that was like predicted for germany as well when it comes to cdu and spd yeah. like i mean the, vo-
0: the vote share of them combined yeah. has been like consistently going down um we're just not like there yet it's
1: like the end of the große Volkspartei. exactly
0: but <laughs> the the like the, similar things are happening with uh, um we haven't got to them yet, but the Socialist Party, Party Socialist, where like a lot of their like mayors and former Holland government people are either like uh, I think like one of them has endorsed Melanchon, but a lot of them are endorsing like Macron. Uh they're not yeah, endorsing or Hidalgo. just
1: Lousy little centrists. Yeah, <laughs> That's not a surprise either. Yeah, I know everyone
0: hated the Holland government, but actually it was good. So uh, <laughs> we're <laughs> going to vote for the spiritual successor of it. Um yeah, it seems it's it's a bit chaotic, but well, I guess that leads us nicely to...
1: To exactly who we're Anne talking Hidalgo about. <laughs> uh,
0: running currently on, on uh, aggregate polling at 2%. <laughs> 2%. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Uh,
0: it's like big things. It's the future <laughs> of France. Out. Two percent, baby. <laughs>
3: it's
0: like, there's like four days left. We still got this. We still got
1: this. I can do that. Just turn it around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The advisors come in. And I was like, uh, you saw you-
1: what our like like social democrats did.
0: Over the space of like <laughs> half a year. I know I was joking. <laughs> Go on. But like
1: it can't be another Olaf short Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: like, uh, yeah, uh, maybe you can tell me more about Hidalgo, but like every every person I've heard talk about her like in like Vox Pops of France, it's always like I don't really like dislike her. I just really fucking hate the Socialist Party now. <laughs> like I just won't vote for them. Um but Yeah. Tell me about Hidalgo.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, I guess, yeah, the Socialist Party is just so discredited that it like whatever candidate it chooses, it'll just like tank. Right. But Hidalgo, uh, she's not good for a couple reasons. Right. So she said she wouldn't run for president, but like that was only two years ago. Uh, during the municipal elections uh, when people were kind of like, you know, oh, this is up in the air. Maybe you want to, you know, pivot after winning the mayor of uh, winning position as mayor of Paris. Uh, maybe you want to go be president. Well, she said no. And then she changed her mind because like, you know, people in our party said you should run. You should be our figurehead. We, we have no one else but you. And so at, at that point, you know, you see like, yeah, this this party's dead. Like, there's no one. Like, yeah, if, that is the if, if the person you choose doesn't want to be president and then she's says, oh well, you're forced you know, it's like, bro, like your your party's dead. (laughs) Just like leave at that
2: point. You could have the thing that then like Italy had with their presidential election recently
0: where you just um Oh yeah he didn't want to be president you you (laughs) just end up back in that role no matter what (laughs) I like I mean if this is politics I I have to I have to insist on the strict rule of just only people who don't want to be president yeah <laughs> like, people who just fucking hate the job like one, of, like one of the first like nato general secretaries was like that he was just like this sucks i hate this i don't think nato's good actually <laughs> well, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah oh god it, it's it's very funny um even nato is right about nato <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but like this is this is a um i i only saw like footage of her for the first time i think like a lot of media has decided just no, why cover her it's it's pointless um mm-hmm. the first footage i saw of her was at the uh, um oh like the agricultural fair that apparently <laughs> all the politicians went to i got very obsessed with this mm-hmm. uh, um, because it was just a lot of footage of politicians like holding a goat uh, but then it was also very shortly hmm. after Russia invaded so they were talking about like <laughs> the swift system oh, <laughs> <him go? Yeah. laughs> and like, yeah. oh, we need to yeah. we need to sanction um. Russia more anyway I'm gonna pet this cow oh. <laughs> that was that was that was the thing that was like you're not a good candidate because I saw Anne Hidalgo tried to pet the cow and the cow recoiled oh, oh. <laughs> that's oh. not a good uh, sign that's not yeah. a great sign the cow has rejected you and so have the French
3: people <laughs> so have uh, 98% of French people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it's uh, it's honestly kind of pitiful but um anyways mm, i mean there's there's legitimate reasons to 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 be uh kind of angry about like what if what she's oh, yeah. done on um on the municipal level in paris so like she supports the olympic games right there's a lot of ecological reasons you know even yeah. like socialist reasons to be against the machine it, that it, it destroys it. cities. Exactly. Yes,
1: exactly. If you're like yeah, a true like socialist kind of that. Oh. Yeah. So do not support
3: the Olympics. She, the Olympics
0: should only be at the top of Mount Olympus every year. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't destroy the economy if it was like a seasonal thing. Like yeah, yeah. It could. Uh,
3: we, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah. So uh, she literally destroyed part of uh. These working class gardens in Aubervilliers, one of the poorest, uh, you know, suburbs of Paris, and so uh, to create like a solarium, like a a sunbathing place for uh, Olympians and stuff. So fuck that! Literally, uh, (laughs) literally, you know, uh, against the working class athletes.
0: (laughs) No, no, seriously. If you think any regular. Uh, Olympics is just going to be the world's fittest people all fucking like crazy <laughs> then the one held in the quote unquote city of love is going to be a giant fuck fest they need <laughs> to get their tan on it's important <laughs> <laughs> I will I will burn various rediciments for this <laughs> mm. oh <God. laughs>
3: yeah so and uh, other things you know she opened um, she did an opening ceremony for a glamorous department store uh, in Paris mm. with mm. Uh, right next to Bernard Arnault uh, Ski, <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. He's like the third richest billionaire in the world, right? And, uh, yeah. and there was we've like,
0: talked about him before.
3: There is a bunch like of activists. social
4: democrat.
0: <laughs> He's not a social democrat. No, he, I know. I mean, like, <laughs> he hires weird people called Squarcini to like
3: harass. I'm not
1: newspapers. talking Ben.
3: <laughs> right, go on, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, like, um, he hired. Um, so basically, there's a bunch of activists who protest this, like. Extreme, like glamorous display of wealth in the middle of Paris, mm. uh, you know, from uh, the outer globalist organization called ATTAC, oh, yeah. so left wing, uh, yeah. you know, anti mm-hmm. uh, tax fraud. And so basically, Hidalgo immediately wrote a tweet saying, Oh, well, uh, you know, these activists, you know, they're terrible, you know, we should be celebrating Paris and, you know, opening this department store. It's like she's literally defending the third richest person in the world. Like, you yeah. can't call yourself a socialist after that. So it's like, nope. Definitely. I mean, you know
2: what? Champagne socialism, but yeah. to the you know strongest
3: degree of the word. Yeah, exactly. Hennessy shows socialism. <laughs> exactly that, and it's yeah. it's not like champagne socialism. Like the champagne region of France, it's just like pure, like, <laughs> just,
0: it
1: is yeah, pure champagne drinking, parties in yeah.
3: Paris. Like it's exactly that. It's
0: that's her style. When it's in Par- when it's in Paris. It's just sparkling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not champagne only.
4: With-
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, so she also, um, yeah, she, um, you know, has pretty interventionist foreign policy views. Uh, You know, Eh. uh, what else? I mean, like, she was, you know, not even endorsed by people in her own party. Like, we talked about this, uh, Manuel Valls, former. I guess I would say, like, the other, last thing, very pro-EU, you know, like, uh, you know, bad position to take, I would say, uh, given, like, EU austerity these bad, you know hitting greece and spain etc like the EU is just not our friend uh but you know uh you have these bad positions being taken also by um uh, yannick Jadot. so yannick Jadot is uh, oh, the nice. green candidate uh, uh they, they're only good on <laughs> ecological issues i would say for the green party because honestly they drop yeah. a lot of other things like um uh, you know foreign policy they just basically copy and paste whatever america says or now germany you know like doubling Yeah their-
2: exactly the perfect the perfect copy and paste Atlantis's party is the German Green Yes yes, yeah. yes. so yeah. very yeah. similar yeah. for
3: French uh for the French Green Party right now unfortunately um, you know, Yannick Jadot kind of looks up to the German Green Party and disgusting uh, pigs. Yes, NATO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they they used to be yes. anti-NATO. They used to be like uh, the, oh, the French nice. Greens used to be anti-NATO. They used to be
1: good
0: Greens
3: like ten years ago. Yeah, they <laughs> so used to be good. Green they used party, to. Yeah. But still, you know, kind of pro-EU. They merged with uh, mm-hmm. this party called uh, Europe Ecologie So unfortunately, yeah. you know, since then, yeah. uh, supporting exactly. all the all the treaties and you know not being realistic about changing the common agricultural policy and, you know, mm-hmm. cause like the EU will never let that happen. The EU will just, you know, know, it's like almost 60% of our budget. Right. So it's
0: like all we do. Yeah. It's
3: just <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, that they're still running to be honest because like they, they cut out that like 5% wedge that is really needed for the true left to, you know, get to the second round and, uh, You know, Mm -hmm. they're a really small party, only about 100,000 people voted in their green primary. So it was in two rounds. First round, it was actually almost evenly split between like four people. Uh, so you had like... Jeez, I'm fucking, fucking looking Good
0: at German. that. It's literally 29,000, yeah. 26,000, 23,000, 23,000. Yeah. yeah. Fucking
1: hell. Nah, they could not decide. I don't know who no. Yeah.
3: How so do do the, that? the Greens are known for being really contradictory in their own organization because they just... It's hmm.
1: the same with our Greens, actually. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a Green thing yeah. <laughs> to do.
0: So I guess um, we can very briefly talk about the popular primary yeah. because we've actually talked about that quite a bit on this podcast because it was it was kind of farcical in my opinion uh, uh um just like this i understand the drive towards it but it was uh, i have made my opinions known. i i have no respect <laughs> for it <laughs> uh, um and tabira now has dropped out she wasn't able to get the signatures if i'm correct
3: yeah yeah so yeah. uh yeah she was um uh, from the radical left party, uh, which is actually a center-left party, uh, that basically, basically, she was in first place in this uh, popular, so-called popular primary, that was mm. a poll taken by four hundred thousand people. Um, so they missed many of their objectives that they set for themselves, and they mm. thought they they would get a lot more people participating in the primary, but unfortunately, um, it was um, it was very few. So the popular primary is a, um, yeah, it's an online poll that people can. Enter their bank detail and uh, they they can enter, like literally you have to you have to sign up Sorry. with your credit card number to be able to, to, to participate. <laughs> that sounds like a scam. Oh, this is going to come back. There's going to be like an
0: investigative documentary series oh in ten years. No,
3: no, no. Okay, so they don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to pay anything, but you still have to have a, um, a credit card. Credit card? But uh, it. it was supposed That's to unite person, the guess. forces of the left, right? The Greens, how? the communists, the socialists. By giving them all a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to unite all the candidates of the left in yeah. a primary that was supposed to designate one person uh, because seen as you know the far right funny, is so strong funny. that Macron is like so strong we need to have a united left candidacy so uh first of all this has a lot of problems for a lot of reasons a lot of people don't know about the popular primary um unfortunately mm-hmm. i you know I, I have some respect for that, you know because like A lot of these people I know in person in Paris, because like a lot of these people are activists and professional climate activists that were based in Paris. And so, um, yeah, you know, you it's I don't want to say because at the end of the day, they tried their hardest. A lot of people really do believe in that movement and uh, they just didn't meet it. They just didn't get if it was like maybe two million, three million people participating in this primary, it would be maybe a different story. But they didn't get enough people. They got first place for Christian Tobira, center-left, you know, kind of lukewarm on everything, basically had no real program. Um, you had, like, Jadot, uh, Jadot of uh, the Greens coming in second, and then uh, mm. Mélenchon actually came in third, even though he, mm. uh, he was against it. So... Um, you also had Jadot saying that he would have paid a hundred thousand euro uh, to win the pri- to to stop the primary from happening. So that was like a little mini scandal. That <laughs> wow. yeah. So the green the greens are not you know really so pure as as, as we might think. Uh, yeah. But the popular primary, um, you know, after realizing that you know Christiane Taubira is not going to get the signatures that she needs to. Uh, present herself in the first round they mm-hmm. said they they would just support Menonchon because he's the next best thing um yeah uh, the decision was supposed you know according to them was taken democratically with their membership but uh you know they didn't do a revote. so some people are kind of up in, you know a little bit conflicted about that so anyways yeah. Clement Popidel now supports Menonchon um mm-hmm. we can uh be- before talking about Menonchon maybe we can talk about the communist party uh, so we have uh, yeah. Fabien Roussel, of, uh, the candidate of uh, the Communist Party in France. Uh, not a good one. <laughs> he Sorry. was What's designated <laughs> as the uh, can- their candidate by 20,000 members uh, in a vote. And so they decided to not support Mélenchon again this time after doing so in 2012 and 2017. Um, so there's still like some communists that support Mélenchon, you know, uh, just strategically and even maybe ideological uh, for ideological reasons so you have like the former secretary general of the communist party Pierre Laurent who supports him you also have mm-hmm. uh, a yeah. Commun- communist spring uh which is a, a tendency and so they they support him etc but Fabien Roussel I would say is like basically a, a protest candidate uh in the left I would say there's uh, there's reasons that people don't like La France Insoumise so Uh, Some people really, um, you know, are really up in arms about laïcité and, you know, Republican values Mm -hmm. and respecting Mm -hmm. uh, the universal uh, appeal of the republic and stuff like this. And they say Mélenchon, you know. He kind of flirts too much with uh, anti-colonialism or anti-racism or anti-Islamophobia. Damn, what? No, no. Is- <laughs> oh, I no. Mean, okay, maybe this is not fair to those movements, but there's these movements called yeah. the Citizens Republican Movement and the Republican yeah. Movement of the Socialist Left. And they really support Rousset because um, because they think Mélenchon, he did represent a good left-wing alternative for them. And then mm-hmm. he just started... Um, it was just like petty left wing anti
1: No, it was just like petty
3: left wing stuff of like you don't believe yeah. in my exact philosophy of oh
1: my God. you know yeah,
4: yeah, the yeah. way
3: I see human rights in this particular framework of you know etc. So um okay, you know, maybe they would say they have other differences like, you know, they're more pro nuclear so they supported this guy initial those movements, they supported this guy initially called uh, Arnaud Monbourg who is uh, almost the same as Menonchon except, um, less popular and, uh, he's more pro nuclear. And so there's like very small differences, but now they're supporting Roussel because he, um, he takes that place in the left-wing scene. So he seeks to appeal to those disenchanted with Menenchon. Uh, the only differences with menonchon are really the major differences are like nuclear energy. And then there's a bunch of like small things that we can maybe list, like, you know, um, but it's really just nuclear energy. Like 90% of the votes in the National Assembly between La France Suisse and the Communist Party are the same, except you know, ecological issues. And you know, uh, Roussel says that he wants to, you know, stop um, punitive ecology, and he you know wants to come back to a time when French people were eating good steak and uh, French cheese and wine, cheese. and you know, he wants to appeal to white white working class voters in the deindustrialized yeah, okay. areas. So yeah. it's it's kind of like the, the,
0: the, the, yeah. The steak thing has made its way internationally that this is like a thing <laughs> <Steak> he's, <is laughs> he's talking about a lot. Um, I think also people saw, uh, um, because this was him as well, the uh, comrade, uh, eh, comrades, <laughs> the uh, me, uh,
2: if it were a...
0: The, there was the there was this there is this show that I've forgotten the name of but basically every candidate in the election goes As in front of school. Yeah, kids of
1: course I know that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: And do a thing. And the Stalin one. Yeah, exactly. where he was asked to like say, okay, which one of these people no, are I'm actually comrades? In, <laughs> uh, um, he he was pretty clear on Kim Jong Un not a comrade, and and uh, 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 Fidel Castro was in the comrade section. I think I believe he placed Stalin in the exact middle in yeah. the middle yeah he was like, exactly ah,
2: I'm not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> complicated <laughs> historical figure yes exactly this is this is uh, me in the version of a television show <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like your segment on Sendung mit exactly yeah <laughs> um, so uh. Yeah, he he's gotten a bit of international attention. We're we're running we're running a a, a bit low on time. So I think we should probably move to uh Melanchon Melanchon. and then wrap it up. There are a lot of other good cast of characters and we will talk about them over the coming days, but uh we we need to we need to we need to
3: go. So All right, for, Melanchon. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. so okay. This is the third time that Melanchon is running. I would say Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of factors that make it the best time because he's on the rise in the polls right now. He uh, recently got about 17% in a recent poll. Um, Like aggregators show him uh, in third place consistently since uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was like two weeks ago. He's been, you know, at third place consistently. Uh, And basically, I would say what's strong about Mélenchon is that he synthesizes a bunch of different tendencies of the radical left. So mm-hmm. left populists, ecologists, anarchists, Trotskyists, communists, Euro-communists, you know, just a bunch of people <laughs> that are from all over the place. And so that's like our version of syncretism for the left. Right. It's, uh, you know, this is the dream that the far right had with, uh, you know, there's some, um, getting together, the monarchists, getting together, the Republicans, but
4: mm-hmm. we
3: mm-hmm. need to have, you know, we have all these petty debates on the radical left, you know, between anarchists or communists, but like we need to have one solid, solid candidacy. And I think Minochon is really, you know, strategically positioning himself as the representative of all these movements. So, um, he has a lot of like professional experience, uh, in his time in the, in the socialist party, he was a minister of professional education, uh, He uh, also, you know, he made the right, he did the right thing. He exited the Socialist Party in 2009 after the crisis. And then like he spent 10 years campaigning against it. He's been like pretty, you know, hardcore um, as an opponent against the Socialist Party. Uh, and you know bringing us back to the you know real left wing values, keeping our promises, et etc. And he's also you know inoculated against a lot of political attacks. He has you know the experience, he has the campaigning experience as well because like you know media can be really difficult to manage. Uh, a lot of people are, have been you know hit by scandals like Fabian Roussel, for example, um, you know we found out that he had a fictional. A job as a parliamentary assistant In the early 2000s So <laughs> Yes He got like little scandals Here and there You know Jadot trying to pay off The Papudel, Whatever. French politicians Love making up jobs For themselves And their wives It's
0: great Exactly
3: <laughs> So we basically have Almost none of that We have one thing On Menonchon In 2018 He yelled too, too loudly At a police officer Right, <laughs> that's fucking good. So, that's great. Cool. so yeah, was this the no. literally, a, we, literally? Yeah. It was. We can go into that whole story later, but basically, um, they the media likes to replay this clip of him being really aggressive and angry and yelling too oh, much. That. That's the only downside of uh, Show, Honestly, like <laughs> polls show that people are really for a lot of things in his program. Right, um, you have like uh, things like creating a 1.5 million green jobs. 100% renewable energy by 2050. Nationalizing generalist banks. Nationalizing the energy department. Nationalize or EDF, the uh, Energie de France. Nationalizing um, uh, all the railways. Uh, nationalizing the the highways. So it's like not a social democratic platform. I would say it's pretty radical, right? We're taking mm. we're gonna take the wealth of, you know, people who make over 12 million euros uh, in. like we're going to redistribute this in a form of monthly allocation for like young people you know raise the minimum wage legalize cannabis disarm the police even disband entire sections of the police which is you know pretty good you know like our our slogan in dsa is like we want to abolish the police eventually and at least defund it right now but like uh given the french context of like authoritarianism you know even on you know some people on the the center left like supporting uh the pro police rally that happened like many months ago uh menonchon mm. like distinctively yeah. you know did not go to that and al- along with other yeah. like far left candidates like Philippe putu right so yeah we gotta Philip kisses we gotta <laughs> oh, say like that
1: one okay yeah.
3: basically menonchon has a relatively radical platform that is also realistic and you have like a lot of things that are very precise you know there's over over 600 Uh, unique propositions in his platform right Um, and he's been running on it since 2016 where it was um, it was aggregated by a lot of activists social movements NGOs but also unions Mm -hmm. and working people right Um, so I guess we can talk a little bit about foreign policy since it's been you know pretty um, you know pretty important um, recently with Ukraine and etc. Minochon has always been anti-NATO and I've you know, now that's actually still a good position to take because, um, yeah. you know, non-alignment means that we're not necessarily neutral. We recognize like, yeah, Russia and its invasion of Ukraine is just bad. Like um, the current ruling government in Russia needs to be, you know, deposed by a democratic socialist, uh, you know, force that, you know, maybe uh, is not very present right now. But actually, mm-hmm. um, La France Insoumise and Mélenchon have supported, um You know, in the past, we've supported the left front uh, and some uh, activists that were put in prison by Putin's government. And now we actually support the coalition of uh, socialists against the uh, against the war. So, uh, you know, we have like we have ties to left wing movements that are, you know, that have been put in prison and that have been put in prison by Putin. And Mm -hmm. it makes no sense that some like Atlantis, you know, center left people like Hidalgo are criticizing Menonchon for being a so-called agent Mm -hmm. of of Putin. Right. (laughs) that's so actually, this, I, I mean sorry. I,
0: sorry I just want to talk about one of the, in the french context one of the funniest things i saw with yeah. that which was J- jadeau of the green parties like threw that criticism against uh, melanchon and it was very funny because people then like asked him immediately afterwards but like melanchon's position is the position of like the european greens when it comes to like a, 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 um, like not abolishing nato but the position of like immediately go to peace talks uh, uh, don't send weapons that kind of thing and like jado just like had no answer for this <laughs> this also happened at the animal Fair it was very funny. yeah and he was, <laughs>
2: like, yeah, Jadot was like yeah shadow was like yeah pff, I saw Mellish from pest he, he he posted the Z <laughs> I
1: no but like this is the same that they already did in 2017 when they um accused him of like being an anti-semite yes before being for like pro it was palace. working on Corbin Let's I mean, do it. exactly it's a typical thing that people do him um, because like he is like, quite outspoken on like, I mean, being pro-Palestine. He so. was also
0: very outspoken on, like, how Corbyn handled that. Like, because uh, you yeah. did mention Melenchon has his media training. And, like, a part of that seems to be just, like, ceding no crown to, like, false narratives mm-hmm. about him. Just, like, being incredibly tough on that you, kind of stuff. You do remember that
2: they... Did legitimately try this against Bernie Sanders as well? The yes. anti-Semitism Yes, there was a, yes they like, did. They, tipped their, they
1: dipped their they toe. Every every leftist candidate that is pro-Palestine is automatically an anti-Semite. Yeah. They also do the, a, even if
3: you're a Jewish.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. Bernie Sanders, they, they, is the
3: most notorious Jewish anti-Semite there is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like I, I was, like yeah, it's just it's amazing.
0: But like yeah, it, like the, the it doesn't even have to be bad about Palestine. It can just be like oh, you think. That the society is controlled by special interests. Well, that mean, must mean, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So. I
0: know, yeah. But uh, yeah, back to to the foreign policy because you also have another yes. thing in here that we we did an episode about recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, being against the CFA Frank. Yeah, which, yeah. So was yes. like one of the
3: only candidates to have like a position. Uh, against uh, the CF uh, like on Africa like in in, like in the program (laughs) we just have like a a bunch of stuff on Africa and like no one else has like all this like really specific anyways basically yeah Africa is ours uh, (laughs) that's the the position basically like we own Africa (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) let's do what we want there like um, the the Central African franc is the currency used in a lot of West African countries Uh, they have like the monetary reserves here in France which is extremely strange because like It's only used in Africa, (laughs) Hmm. but everything is in France, uh, you know, (laughs) and all their economies suck and uh, they're extremely dependent on France. So basically, uh, CFA is bad. Um, We should just uh, get rid of it and allow them to have their own uh, monetary freedom. Um, But, you know, we're also against um, supporting African dictatorships like in Chad, uh, you know, because they supply a lot of our uh, uranium. Uh, Macron mm-hmm. had just, you know, made trips to Chad to say what's up to the dictator you know, after um, the recent Idris Deby like, <laughs> after uh, Idris Debi died, you know, his son gotten put in power and so Macron immediately just flew over there to, you know, to to go say, say his hi. condolences and etc. It's just oh, disgusting. While I'm here,
0: can I just pick up some uranium? Oh my packs? god. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, he does the beginning of The Simpsons where he, like, loses like, it on the What way is back. colonialism? <laughs> yeah yeah and plutonium (laughs) rods just roll on all the way back
3: home Mm
0: -hmm. back
3: to france exactly so basically uh you know like whether it be you know selling weapons to saudi arabia india egypt or other like authoritarian governments you know macron just always you know hypocritically supports authoritarian rule and then just like you know these same liberals criticize for being like pro-Putin just because he's anti-NATO like yeah. obviously we're not pro-Putin we're just anti-NATO and uh, we- well, it's, al- it's also just like
0: yeah. that's the dictator I've heard of yeah
3: like a lot of that is just
0: like I know Putin's <laughs> yeah. name I don't care
1: about what hap- what's Putin, happening who's in charge like, of
0: Egypt uh, <laughs> Jafar okay whatever <laughs> like, like they don't know I think <laughs> like, it's still
2: LCC but I could be completely <laughs> wrong
0: but like yeah like Putin just has the name recognition so yeah. like yeah yeah uh, it sucks. Yeah,
2: see, I'm 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 a little bit more you know hipster with it, where I'm just overtly pro Lukashenko.
0: Yeah, 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 Lukashenko's <laughs> the, the like the OG. Yeah,
2: yeah. I
1: Maybe mean, they call
0: him Europe's last dictator. Exactly right. I don't hear I don't po- hear Putin. poser. Putin comes in in the late '90s, early 2000s. Lukashenko's been there since '91. Yeah. Uh, yeah God damn okay, it. sorry. It's, sorry, it's just very similar things are happening in everywhere basically yeah. like the mm. the the invasion by russia like every other crisis in the global stage is just the worst
3: columnists are just like oh i can beat the left with this let's go yeah, like exactly. it doesn't matter what it is like yeah but i would i would just like finish on a good note for minnell by saying like he's for alter globalization you know there's like so many times where the left is just like oh we're gonna lose you know from the beginning you know it's like it's pretty bleak for us but actually you know look at latin america like Mm-hmm. I, I don't know we, we won in, in Peru, we won in Chile. Overall, I mean, um, you know, there is a left-wing... Tra- I think that, you know, after COVID, people are, uh, are you know, seeking, searching for uh, solutions on the left. Like, even even uh, the push towards, like, social democracy in certain countries in Western Europe is still a little bit part of that trend because, like, conservative governments suck so bad. And, you know, so there I mean, is a <laughs> chance that Minochon could actually make it to the second round. I really do believe that, you know, we're on that path she always polls consistently lower as she always like uh has like consistently lower results than she polls and even on a regional level we saw that in the the elections last year but yeah. um nothing yeah but like the, the the whole like international left is like is a little bit you know we need to have a good uh, story of victory in somewhere in Western Europe, right? So Italy, the left is dead. Uh, Spain, you know, they... Podemos, politics in general are dead in Italy. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> there is only Draghi. History has ended, <laughs> <Embellished quality>. finally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in 2019, lost with Corbin. Et so we got to have something, yeah. right? So people are counting yeah. on Menoche. Ten uh, former ex-presidents of uh, le- the Latin American left have endorsed Menem Lula, okay. uh, Dilma Rousseff. You know, even though there's like some problems with you know their their, their program for the environment, right? But like mm. overall, you know, there people are looking towards Menem like because he's a sort of beacon of hope for what is left of the left in Western Europe. And so um, yeah. I would say, you know, things are looking good. We are doing, you know, we're we're going up in the polls. Um, so I would just leave it at that, you know, like there's, there's reason to be hopeful. You know, we shouldn't let, yeah. uh, our despair, you know, go down for us. And, yes. you know, I would, uh, refer some, you know, maybe plug some people, but, um, Cole Stangler, Good. uh, frequent Jackman contributor. He recently, you know, and one of you y'all, alls guests for, to the podcast, oh, yeah. he recently, uh, published a piece in foreign policy saying that Mineral versus Macron would be much better uh round two than macron versus uh le pen right so yeah Yeah. there's reason to be hopeful I, i would say you know it would be better to have the left in the second round
0: absolutely and i think on that note i think we can wrap it up um flo where can people find you or do you have anything to to shout out uh
3: i just want to shout out um la france Soumise in itself maybe if you want to if you want to see more uh, in depth uh, like uh, stuff about like the political program of Mélenchon or the movement you know you go to laec.fr uh, and you know yeah. just google translate that or uh le uh, uh I'll provide you with the link but there's uh, some english pieces that you can find uh, about like our foreign policy views or whatever um and also DSA in France. So I know, you know, DSA is going through a bit of a rough patch and, you know, there's, uh, there's some things that could be improved in DSA, but overall it's still the largest U.S.-based socialist organization. And so if you want to contribute to it uh, or, you know, if you're living in France right now, uh, you know, type in DSA in France in Facebook or Twitter, you know, and you'll find us there. So, um, yeah, I just also just, Thanks to Corner Spady for this opportunity for like <laughs> burying for like <laughs> two hours. I, you know, Nick, you said uh, France is a nerd country. I definitely, you know, uh, probably proved that to be right. Just yeah, tonight. I only I
2: only deal with the hot countries like, like g- Germany. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the hell? I think so. there's
2: one thing that I want to leave us with before we go because, um, in true Nick fashion, I you know I have, we have to make this about fashion now because you yes. thinks on things from fashion fashion. fashion hoe you are you're (laughs) such a fashion hoe um so one of the things that i found out is that then the largest union in um france uh cgt Mm -hmm. has merch and they're kind of ridiculous and one of them is a bedazzled hat shows to the
0: camera yes Yes! (laughs) Yes! Oh, sh-
2: <laughs>
4: Damn!
0: It's a beja- it's a bejazzled denim baseball cap. Yes, yeah. it's beautiful. Hell yeah. uh,
2: so, if anyone wants me you know, to get me something for my housewarming <laughs> present, I'm feeling my Ed Hardy vibes coming. I think yeah, this hat man. would very much would very much suit it.
0: And a little bit of shout out for the show. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to make it to France because Paris oh. has zero chill. And none of the get me that hat, to- and they <laughs> won't. I'm doing a show. And I was like, well, he's got a hat. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> dazzled. Okay. Yeah. The the venues didn't get back to us. So, unfortunately, we couldn't make it to France. But we will be doing live streams for both rounds Yay. of the French election. First being uh, uh, this Sunday, 7 p.m. at twitch.tv forward slash corner Spatie. Uh, we will be doing a live stream. Uh, I have some French friends in this city who have agreed to give me all the candidates' materials that have been posted to them by the French government. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. They got them in the mail. There's like yeah. a package. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm going yes, to be, be judging <laughs> font choice, picture choice. <laughs> yes, yes. Show I'm, me the
1: most beautiful one.
0: I'm going to talk about it. They're yes. all frightening. No, they're <laughs> Macron's a very big picture of his face. Yes. This is the most beautiful uh, uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Left. Uh, um. Yeah, the LaSalle one looks like a like a a, a, a a like a conservative suit tailoring brand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very, we'll you know, see these all like live a very on TV. Authentic we friend. can't ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah um okay. so yeah join us for the live streams for on the 10th and 24th 7 p.m european mm-hmm. time twitch.tv forward slash corner spadey. Uh, uh we might have some phone-in guests who know france better than us um i will just probably be laughing at lasalle uh um a character <laughs> we didn't get to talk about but i will on the stream oh i will, will. <laughs> the suburbs they crave violence and that violence is lasalle <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh uh, with that i want to thank flo once again for coming on and talking to us about the french elections and we will have flo back on to explain what happened after the french elections uh uh, if flo uh you know if you want yeah if you want (laughs) (laughs) we talked about it before i think it's okay Mm -hmm. uh and with that we will see you on the main feed on monday ciao ciao bye 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 Bye, all